to the very nice podcast i'm yoni here in sunny los angeles california you've been waiting to say that for sure <laughs> you've been waiting i'm i'm manny and i'm i'm here in uh madrid spain for now we are both uh in very foreign places to our typical uh settings even though i am still in the united states of course um but yeah guys we've been on a bit of a hiatus since we last spoke, I think our last podcast, Manny, was in 2023. I think we filmed it just before New Year's. So this is our first podcast of 2024. We're coming wow. in to the new year. Already have done so much, honestly. I feel like we both had crazy like plans to start the new year, uh, new lives. But you know, we'll, we'll jump into that in a bit. Um, first, we're probably going to cover just all the news that we have... Uh, we have come to miss over the past month or so. Um, lots been happening around the world. The elections coming up. Uh, there's probably like seven different wars going on. <laughs> um, yeah, things are great. But some <laughs> funny bit of news. Um, turns out eBay will pay out three million dollars after its employees sent spiders and cockroaches to a couple's home. So basically, they were... Uh, they got these char criminal charges over a harassment campaign waged by employees who sent live spiders and cockroaches and other disturbing items to the home of a Massachusetts couple nearby my old town. Can you buy cockroaches and stuff on eBay? Like, do they do it through Maybe. the Maybe the reason they paid so much is they didn't want people to know that they just picked the cockroaches up off their facility and then just dropped them in. Oh, so the eBay's paying out the three million dollars, but um, the 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 people who did the prank are actually getting like criminally sentenced. Okay, because I was like, either they just have to pay money. I'd feel like harassment's bad. So <laughs> it says here that they were <laughs> involved in a campaign to put the victims through pure hell in a petrifying campaign aimed at silencing their reporting and protecting the eBay brand. So these employees were like try hard eBay employees being like, Oh my gosh, I bet my boss would love it. If I silenced these reporters that were shitting on our company and, you know, potentially like bringing our stock value down. So, Bro, send it to the wrong people. Cause obviously the reporters are going to report, you know, that's it, Vax. Anyways, next piece of news. Um, this hopefully is better. More so have to do with uh, the current election going on. Uh, this is really interesting and kind of gives us a peek at to, as to what can like happen in the future with AI and stuff and like election rigging. I'm, I'm sure Russia is taking notes as we speak. But um, on, on. yeah, so this was um, earlier in January. The New Hampshire Attorney General's office said that. It was investigating a robocall that used artificial intelligence to imper impersonate President Joe Biden in an attempt to discourage people to not vote in Tuesday's presidential primary, um, which was for the Republican nomination. So, so um, what was the AI like? It was like, this is Joe. I'm going to take a nap now. 
I have dementia. <laughs> but the yeah, I mean, I just don't understand though why. You, oh yeah, it says that the message said to t- it told listeners to save your vote for the November election. I just don't see why you would use it in the Republican primary because like somebody's gonna win the Republican, yeah. regardless of the voter turnout. And it's maybe it's way, maybe it's just to make Biden way. look bad. Like, why is Biden telling me what to do? Maybe like low v- voter turnout would help either Trump or Nikki Haley. Um, yeah, but Trump is going to win. It doesn't really matter what Biden says. I guess. I mean, that's, I don't know. Yeah, that, that, that's one prediction for sure. Um, um, real talk. Yeah. I, I can't wait for Trump and Biden to debate again. I I think it's going to be hilarious if they do it. <laughs> that, yeah, the thing is, is that so far Trump hasn't done any uh, Republican primary debates, but I'm sure he'll come out of the woodworks just to, just to call Joe Biden Sleepy Joe. Cause, I, like, feel like, I feel like he's been avoiding it just because someone's going to be like, hey, Donald Trump, who won the last election? <laughs> And then he's he's gonna be uh to be like, come on, come on now. I mean, you know? yeah. I feel as though it's just gonna be like Biden being like, oh, what what did I say? And then Trump's gonna be like, you have dementia, Joe. Fuck off. It's like there's not gonna be any substance. <laughs> like there's like thirty thousand no. problems going on in the world, and it's just gonna be like, um. Anyways, um. This I would watch it though. Do, no, it would be pure. That's probably gonna get some like one of the highest ratings in history. I feel like I feel like everyone's gonna be watching that more so than like the Super Bowl. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, another thing. Um, yeah, it's, it, tell us a bit about uh, some news about California. Where where you yeah, reside? So. Exactly. So this is where I am, and this piece of news is slightly concerning. Um, in California, toilet and shower wastewater will no longer just be dumped into the Pacific Ocean like it was before, I guess, or used for farmland. Now it will be recycled into drinking water. So wow. I could – I don't know when this is like coming into effect, but I could be drinking – not your piss specifically, Manny, since you're in uh, Spain, but my roommates and, and such, which is not. And, and Yoni, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> doesn't Israel also um, <laughs> recycle their toilet yeah. water? Well, yeah. If you remember that tri- the Israel trip we did after high school, we went to like a water waste management plant, and you're right. They take shit water and they reuse it, but they don't reuse it for drinking water. They reuse it for basically every other thing. Like they recycle it to use as toilet water again or for farm agriculture or like things like that. So California is really taking it a step further here. So you cannot drink it. They, I remember they were like, yeah, no, this is good water. But like we would like after it goes through all the stages of like cleaning and whatever, but like we wouldn't drink it. But but in California, oh, you can like shower. You could like shower with it. Yeah, them. I think you could shower with it and stuff. So like they kind of like even the Israelis had a limit to like, okay, we're not gonna drink shit water <laughs> in California's no, like, no. 
we're gonna drink shit water, okay? Dude, California, whenever it gets in the media, it just gets shit on because it always just be doing yeah. the most. And like, I know it's going through a drought, but like, take Israel for instance. Like, they also don't have a good climate in terms of water, but they like figure it out. I feel like it doesn't. They they don't have to. They don't have to go to the, the these extreme means. Personal. People are talking about how many people California sends to prison. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. Really? About that one. Oh, dude, it's, I feel like he's in the country. <laughs> Wait, you only well, fact check me real quick? Okay. What do you want me to look up? California incarceration Or like highest rate. highest incarceration rate per capita. Because that, that would factor for population. It's kind of hard when... Oh, and... Uh, in uh has by state because yes we are but i already know the world is the united states um is it oh don't do that so the total number of prisoners the most is in texas out of any state but california florida georgia and ohio rounded out the top five states with the most prisoners but that oh i have to do uh Oh, so then, then in that case, California is definitely not first because it definitely. But let's say yeah, rates would take into account, um, like the the population, and I think it said, uh, Florida's ten. I think it said Louisiana is number one. Um, Texas, Arizona, Mississippi, Arkansas. Dude, the Florida man. So, so Yoni saying that Florida is quite high in incarceration rates wasn't surprising to me because. As many people know, Florida has a uh, has its Florida man does X crime meme, and I recently saw one that it turned out to be fake news, but it said Florida man arrested for powering home for twenty seven years with lost nu- nuclear warhead, and I believed it. I mean, I I was like, that sounds that sounds realistic, yeah, but it was not true. For our next topic, a lot more serious and depressing, South Africa charged Israel with genocide in the International Court of Justice, which was pretty baffling to to me and probably Manny as well. Um, You know, considering that that whole court was actually created after the Holocaust, which, you know, was the genocide committed against the Jews mainly. Um, and yeah, it turns out that South Africa has very strong ties to Hamas, which is oh, really? actually not a big surprise, but yeah, financially they've hosted Hamas leaders in the past. So, um, they were definitely just used as their political puppets in my opinion, you know, we're trying to be unbiased reporters here, but, um, what was I going to say? Uh, it turns out though, they did the trial, um, Israel kind of whooped their ass and the ICJ was like, yeah, no, not committing genocide. Um, still have the right to defend themselves, and they were like they demanded the release of all the hostages, which is pretty great. But one condition was that Israel needs to do its utmost to uh, protect prevent civilian death. life, prevent civilian deaths, and that they you know need to come like they gotta stay monitored and blah 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 blah, which totally valid. But I never see this sort of uh, standard be applied to any other country, and it's kind of crazy. Definitely a double standard. And uh, Yeah, I mean, definitely interesting. Um, you won't see... Uh, I, it's actually, I will say, I mean, ironically enough, I was taking a Holocaust class last semester. Um, and obviously October 7th happened during the semester. 
Um, but the war hadn't progressed as much. And just like an actual part of the course, like unrelated to any of this, is there's a day where you actually go through um, the creation of like the definition of genocide in, in the court. And like they lay it out. And keep in mind, this was like very early on, but we, we actually discussed it. And I, yeah, yeah. So when you actually look at like, it doesn't check the way out. the international court identifies genocide. Um, it's it's not the same, and and people get emotional about that, and they say, "Well, I don't feel like that's how it should be." But yeah, it's like okay, yeah. we got it. You're upset, but and that's not even yeah. to mention, you know, UNRWA being discovered to have like ten percent of its employees uh, be confirmed uh, parts of oh yeah, uh, crazy, <laughs> yeah, crazy news having 50% of its employees having relatives or family members uh, involved in, in such things. So, you know, it's, it's a lot you, going on. Yeah, no, continue. Sorry. Yeah, I was just saying, for those of you who don't know what, what Yoni just said, is the UN, like, may, has made a specific um, section, like, section of the UN dedicated to the Palestinian refugee crisis. And it's quite interesting because they receive kind of a ton of funding. Um and then, obviously, there's refugee crises all over the world, but this is the only one that for some reason... Um, so usually what makes someone a refugee is they left their home um, in their lifetime. Um, so therefore, their child would not be a refugee. They would just be, you know. Um, but the UN, WRA, um, has designated even the children uh, as refugees as well. So it's... And the grant, yeah, and and so forth. So it's it's an interesting, interesting politics there. But you know, the only refugee population that has gotten that sort of designation, where its population refugee status grows because it is given to the children and such, and as we could see, has been very much corrupted by violent terrorist organizations. So we'll see how that plays out. Many countries have stopped their funding. Uh, to UNRWA or UNWRA, but uh, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Um, but yeah, Manny, let's get into your bits of news. Yeah, so this one I just saw is a blurb, and it was a little concerning. So apparently there was a TikTok trend of eating fried toothpicks, and it got so popular in South Korea that the food ministry had to make an announcement telling the population to stop eating toothpicks that they had deep fried. And, um, you know, I... I think if that's just natural selection, like I, I think a while back there was a trend where people were setting themselves on fire and then jumping into a pool, um, yes. which is like kind of dangerous. But, but then, you know, there were like people who didn't own pools who thought the trend was cool. So they did it as well, except instead of a pool, they had a bathtub and then they didn't, just stayed on fire because the bathtub didn't, didn't have enough water. Yeah. So all I'm saying is sometimes people just do stuff and you're like, Come on. Anyways, um, speaking of social media and the harms it can cause, um, yesterday, as of when we filmed this, Mark Zuckerberg and a handful other uh, social media CEOs, the only one I really hear about is Zuckerberg, had to text, just because I feel like he's more popular, had to testify in front of Congress for the harm that their social media apps do to children. And uh, they do a lot of harm. And it's actually crazy. They Congress brought in like families whose children have like either been kidnapped or like took their own lives or horrible things because of social media and they put them in the front row and one of the one of the congressmen 
said to Mark Zuckerberg, he's like, are you going to apologize to the people behind you? And, and like, look, they're holding up pictures of the people affected. And they, like, hold up pictures of the kids. And Mark Zuckerberg stands up, turns around, and goes, I am sorry. <laughs> we are doing the best we can. And I'm like, honestly, social media is totally the cause of a lot of these issues. But I, I at least respect that he has the balls to be like, fuck it. You know what? Like, this congressman's, like, asking if I have the balls to do this. I do. I'm going to apologize. You know, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I, I don't like Zuck. I think social media, social media is terrible for people. But... And, like, everyone who sees that clip is like, oh, Zuckerberg got owned. I'm like, I can't believe he actually – the congressman said, go apologize. And Zuckerberg was like, fuck it, you know? Like, interesting guy. Social media is terrible, but still, follow us on – at Very Nice Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I actually saw that yesterday because, you know, part of my internship, I'm, like, having to read the Hollywood News outlets, like, uh, Hollywood Reporter, Deadline, Variety, and – that came up, even though it's not so much connected to the industry, but social media does. And I was like, wow, that's ballsy. And then I was also like, wow, that's terrible that these, that, like, I didn't even realize like such, I mean, I should have figured, you know, there's so many social media users that there are, you know, certain people that have been affected like detrimentally. And it's just sad. And like, at the end of the day, like I understand that, like if you have a billion people on your platform, do you know how hard it is to like control that? But at the same time, like, oh, it's impossible, fuck, yeah. Fuck you, Zach. But that's you know the consequences of freedom. Of speech. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but it, it started as like a oh, like talk to your friends online, and now it's like a we're gonna consume your time for profit. I mean, come on. Yeah, what's well, the the capitalist juggernaut machine? Anyways, yeah. So that was our bits of news that we had sprawled throughout the past month. Um, exciting and terrible stuff, but as always, <laughs> we look into our, our own lives and we have a, a lot to cover because we both have been traveling a lot since our last episode, right after, give me, yeah, give me the rundown, give me the rundown about what's been going on in your So life. basically, after our last episode, I took a 10 day trip to Israel, the Holy Land, on this special, it was called Wartime Fact Finders Trip, where I went with Jews and non-Jews. Uh, to Israel to sort of learn about the current situation of the war going on, obviously. Um, and uh, we saw and heard from a lot of different people and places, and it was it was really impactful, but also very depressing. I went to one of the kibbutzim, uh, one of one of which was called Kfar Aza, and that was one of the communities that was attacked on the seventh. And I was had the opportunity to go and like actually visit it in person. And it was really surreal having to put on, like, bulletproof vest, helmet, because I was, like, technically in a war zone. Although it was really out of precaution because, like, our tour guide and other people, like, the Israelis were not wearing the vests and stuff, which I found funny because yeah. they, like, didn't really care. But um, but then, like, walking around the place, it was just, like, it was so sad to see the destruction Com and, like... Completely abandoned? Completely abandoned, hasn't been touched. So, like, it happened on Simchat Torah, which is just after Sukkot. So, the sukkah at Kibbutz Kfar Aza was still up. And that was, like, you know, a testament to the fact that, you know, it's been wow. just ghost town since. Um, but, yeah, we saw just, like, I saw this. We were able to go inside some of the rooms, just like one of them, like, I guess a grenade went off and the shrapnel just like every across the whole, like, you know, nobody could survive that. And a young couple died in there. 
And like, and it's crazy too because you've never released. I mean, have you ever been in a, uh, like, seen what like weapons can actually do? Because like, I've obviously yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's not like I'm a police officer where I've been on crime scenes where I see bullet holes and all. So like, seeing bullet hole like so many bullet holes throughout all the different places we went to. We went to this place called Steroid, a city near that was also attacked and. They had to blow up their police station because the terrorists had ta- had overrun it, and they just made the executive decision like, "Look, we're gonna lose too many guys if we try to go in there." So they blew it up with a tank. So we were like on the plot Holy of land shit. that was, we were on the plot of land that was just rubble, but there was even bullet holes in the building adjacent, and yeah. just and, crazy and you stuff. You spoke with that. a bunch of you spoke with a bunch of leaders as well. Correct? Yeah, we met with a former member of the Knesset who had great insights on like how modern anti-semitism formed and how it's kind of shifted you know in terms of like you know shifting towards israel and stuff like that um we met with a zaka volunteer who zaka is the organization that kind of deals with all of the deceased bodies and the corpses and the guy just actually told us horrific things i mean i probably won't repeat the details but just like such clear details of like things that are presumably, you know, sexual assault, torture. Because he's like, I'm not a doctor. But, like, because, you know, the whole, like, decapitated and beheaded thing was, like, on the news. Like, oh, it's fake news. Oh, it's, this is crazy. He's like, look, I'm not a doctor. I can't say that people were beheaded. But he but he was like, but I saw heads and I saw bodies. And, <laughs> and shit like that was just, like, it was crazy to hear. And now he's doing a tour in the States, which is good. But... Um, we were also able to hear from the IDF spokesperson, Jonathan Conicris, which was really cool because he's like a celeb because I've seen him on the internet a bunch. And I was like, oh, my God. So I got a picture with him. But some really depressing stuff, but also some fun stuff. I mean, we Back volunteered. Yeah, you know, you got to like, you know, you got to like one silver lining is that, you know, people are more united now. And, you know, we got to come together as a Jewish nation and, you know, be happy with our lives, you know, enjoy life. So. We volunteered at a strawberry farm, which was lit. Me and my partner, um, Aiden, who goes to USC. I guess you don't know him, though. He um, went, we we destroyed it. We were the most efficient strawberry pickers out there. Did, like, four rows. Um, because they lost, like, right. 70 of their workers. Oh, so wow. It's like, the economy oh, is their workers stuff. are from Gaza? No, they're, well, there were some, but also, like, Thailand, Thailand. Thailand workers? How do you like Thailandese? No. Thai, just it's yeah. Thai oh, you're workers. right. It's Thai. Thai workers. Um, Thai food. But, yeah, a lot of them left because they were like, "Fuck," you know, because a bunch of Thai people got kidnapped that day. Because oh, were um, yeah. So a lot of them left the country. There's a few, um, and also the Israelis that worked there. A lot of the men were called up to reservists, which takes out a lot of mm. the a lot of the workforce. Although. Slowly, more and more reservists are being let off duty, which is good because they guys can go back to their jobs. Um, so yeah, we were just filling in. Obviously, not as good as the Thai workers and the people who work there because we're just like a bunch of American kids who like have never picked strawberries before. But <laughs> so you could tell that the the supervisors were like really on our ass <laughs> about <laughs> picking them correctly. But overall, really impactful trip. I'm really glad I went. Very sad, but also empowering. And I, I'm happy, like, not many people get the opportunity to see what I saw, even if it was, like, sad. Hard. 
that's that's good, man. That that's good stuff. Good yeah. that you did. So um, well, uh, now and yeah, now what are you up to, my friend? So now quite a shift. Came basically straight from Israel to LA. I had a few days at home, and now I'm here in the the city of Angels and in the, in the inside the film industry. Um, it's been good so far. Basically, I work my internship during the day. I'm working at this management company called Grandview. I signed an NDA, so can't really talk about the details. Um, right, but right. they represent a lot of like high-profile clients in the industry, which is really cool. It was founded by two former CAA agents, which is like a huge agency. Um, so it's like I'm Loki, like in a, a mini episode of like Entourage when I'm at work, and I'm like, it's kind of cool. Um, they're not nearly as mean. I love all my coworkers and bosses, <laughs> like in the show. But um, that's fun. But then I have night classes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday from seven thirty to ten p.m., which is kind of ass. But it is ass. Fun fact: My professor for this business of Hollywood class that I'm taking, he's a Jewish entertainment lawyer. My boy Larry, Larry Weinberg. Love you, Professor Weinberg. He did. He's done like legal work for a bunch of movies, um, including Borat Two, subsequent movie film. And so he's met Sasha Baron Cohen, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I raised my hand. I'm like, "I love Sasha Baron Cohen." And then I'm like, <laughs> "As an entertainment lawyer," because then I was basically telling him our whole story about how. We started a comedy podcast named Are you after asking Borat. if Sasha Baron Cohen could sue us? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, we named it Very Nice Podcast. We have his face as the logo. Like, could we be sued as your, I, you were his lawyer for a bit? I was scared to tell him because I'm like, is he going to come after me once I announce this? But then again, I remembered back to our, our dream, Manny. Our goal was to be sued, <laughs> to by get Sasha. sued and get his autograph. Yeah, exactly. And so he. <laughs> Professor Weinberg was like, nah, it's like, uh, you can consider it like a parody or like, uh, like it's for fun, you know, like, cause I mean, we don't, yeah, we don't really make money off of it, which is valid. And so I was like, first of all, second of all, can I meet Sasha Baron Cohen and can we get him on the podcast? So I'm not promising anything by any means, but Professor Weinberg has met Sasha Baron Cohen and I now have a connection to the man, the myth, the legend that our beloved podcast is named after. Yoni, we, we are officially one degree removed from Sasha Vera Cohen then. Well, you're All I'm two, saying though. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um, <laughs> we as an entity, a very nice podcaster one. Um, That's a good <laughs> Okay, here's my thing though. When we're as big as the Joe Rogan experience, um, then I bet Sasha Vera Cohen will sue us. But that's a long way down the road. Exactly. Right. Like we're worth nothing. Um, but <laughs> so he was talking a bit about like he talked about his experience on getting to work with that film. And he was like he met when he met Sasha Baron Cohen, he just asked him like one question when like seeing if he wanted him to be the lawyer for the film. And he was like, were you bar mitzvah? <laughs> and he was no like, yup. <laughs> and then like in class, he was saying that. And like he, 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 Weinberg could tell I was Jewish, I guess, because I also have like my chain and stuff. So he's like, you know, just tell him you're like a nice Jewish boy, you know, trying to do something fun, like in the middle of the class, which is hilarious. But when he was telling the bar mitzvah like meeting joke, I was like, I fall under the same qualifications. Like, therefore, he might hire you. Yeah, he can like, hire, hire me. me. 
Um, Good so that GM was, that guy. Get his email. So, get his email. Oh no, one hundred. Well, he's my professor. So no, get Sasha Bear Cohen's email. Oh yeah, I'm to, so I'm I'm gonna set up a one on one with uh, my boy Professor Weinberg. He's a really cool dude though. He was talking about how like because you know how you get. So he was talking about the lawyer side of the movie because, like, Sasha Baron Cohen got sued a shit ton. <laughs> yeah, probably by Rudy Giuliani as well. And so he was talking about the Rudy Giuliani case, and he was telling us how basically you have to get people to sign release forms to be on camera and to use that footage, right? And I, so he's going to the law of it, and I, like, really didn't know much about it, so it's actually good to know. <laughs> um, and he was like, yeah, he got Rudy Giuliani to sign a release form because if you remember <laughs> at the beginning – it's set, it was set it up as a normal interview. Interview. So he signed the release form. So when Rudy Giuliani sued him, he didn't win because he signed the <laughs> release form. And so, yeah, it's just crazy that he was. He totally like, did it too. Yeah, Professor Weinberg was like, "I can't believe I got him to sign that release form," <laughs> and it was just, uh, yeah. And Rudy Giuliani's a lawyer. He's like, "Yeah, people are idiots." <laughs> but um, I like I like that guy. Sounds cool. Yeah, but anyways, and you're enjoying L.A., my friend. Yeah, man. Although today it's rainy. So when I said it's sunny, LA, I was lying <laughs> for today. It's a, but yeah, no, it's been beautiful. I went up to Santa Barbara, visit our friend Mia, which is freaking gorgeous. Wow. I really loved it. Beautiful beaches. Um, beaches, as in the sand and the water. And uh, yeah, but Manny, you've been up to, you've been international, my guy. What's been going on? I have, I have. I'll, I'll tell you about it. I just want to real quick say, Yoni, after this, I'm going to put you in con- contact with my boy Colin because you got to, you got to pull up to my frat at least for the one time. I should. I was going to ask you, but um, I don't know yeah, how you've been. I don't know how you've been getting around. You don't have a car, do you? I share it with uh, my sis, Zoe. Yeah, man. I, I'm going to get you guys in contact. My, my boy Colin, great dude. Anyways. Just drop that on the podcast. If if any of you, you uh, lovely ladies, you're looking for an amazing guy, just let me know. I have a friend named Colin. Um, anyways, <laughs> I said for a good guy. Um, <laughs> not a great guy. Oh, oh thanks, babe. Go, go for um, All right. Yeah. So last time we left off, I was heading off to Sri Lanka to drive the tuk-tuk around the country for about eight days. And I did that. I did just that. It was an adventure. We did about 500 miles. Um, went all the way from the like south coast up into the middle, all the way to the east coast, and all the way back to the west coast. It was quite the journey. That's like all um, the coasts. Three of four of the coasts, for sure. And uh, no, it was it was really fun. I mean, saw some really good views, did some crazy mountain driving. The tuk-tuk was manual, so, and, and it drove like a motorcycle, so I basically learned to drive a manual motorcycle did your brother know while i was there no we learned as we went (laughs) learn on the go um we had a day of training and i had a temporary license i got pulled over at one point not for doing anything wrong just the police officer wanted to see my car guys people in sri lanka nicest people people you will ever meet like really i when i got to spain i had to adjust because everywhere i went in sri lanka i would just smile at people like this just a Hey, and like you don't even say anything. Well, I did at first, but in Sri Lanka, you got to smile back every time. Here, people just look at you. So, you know, very nice people. Another thing I picked up is when they're thinking, they go like this. For those of you who are not on the YouTube, which is most of you, they sway their head 
So they're not nodding or shaking. They're, they're moving like, it side like, to side, like moving their ears towards their shoulders yeah. without moving their shoulders. <laughs> and I do it all the time now. It's like, I'm addicted to it. It's so fun. <laughs> like I'll come up to someone and they'll be like, Hey Manny. And I'll just be like this. <laughs> I can't. I, it's, 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 it's great. It's great. I, at this point, it's, it's not even like I think about it. I'm just like, someone looks over me to like, see what I'm thinking about a situation. I'm just like, and so you didn't uh-huh. get that like brain eating disease that you were worried about? I, I yeah, I was worried about getting a so kind of crazy enough. Um, I was in a group of five, and three of them put on bug spray every day. I didn't put it on once. I got one bug bite. The ones what? who were putting it on every day got eaten alive. I don't and know what it is. It just don't like your blood. Bugs don't like me. Yeah, no, no, no. That's the thing. Or I, I saw would... something else. I saw something else that said. Uh, some people um, don't have an allergic reaction when a mosquito bites you. So basically it bites you and flies away, but you don't get a mark. And I, I feel like I'm pretty good at detecting when a mosquito's on me. And I definitely used to get mosquito bites, but maybe like some kind of gene kicked in and now I'm just OP, regardless of the case. And then <laughs> lastly, lastly, probably the craziest part. I might have sent Yoni a video of this. One of the days we were driving... Um, we were driving through elephant territory, like wild elephant territory, and they kill over 100 people a year in Sri Lanka. Oh, and <laughs> before we even see a sign that says warning elephants, we see this ginormous elephant just walking down the side of the road and we pass it no problem. Not two minutes later, we see a turned over semi. We later found out that the elephant we passed had literally turned over the semi. And we're like, oh. Because we had another, uh, the other car was behind us, and, and they found that information out. So we're like, oh, that's kind of crazy, whatever. And we keep driving, uh, still haven't passed any warning elephant signs. And we kind of get to this one road where to the right shoulder, there's an elephant. And to the left, there's three. And, you know, given how we had driven so close to the last one with no issue, I'm, I'm driving this car, little tuk-tuk. Probably between the three of us, our bags in the car, we probably weigh less than a thousand pounds. This elephant's ten times, like it's it's five times our weight, you know. And we're driving in this thing, and right as we pass these three elephants, one of them looks away, and but it uses the look away to like wind up its trunk and whips its trunk at our car, at our tuk tuk, and it hits it, and the tuk tuk shakes. But I just kept driving. So we we got attacked by an elephant. Okay, hit. It was pretty wild. We got a hit. Yeah, lightly. It was a light hit. Okay, it, great. It just yeah. barely missed. Yeah, great. I feel like it was full contact. You're, you're tipping. You're We're tipping. fucked. Yeah, because then it, then it just steps on you and you're dead. You're That's dead nuts, bro. You live like Dumanji. <laughs> like... I know. It, it was honestly probably the craziest That's like, five second stretch of my life. Like I've had That's crazier just... things in my life, but that was the craziest five second stretch. Of my wow, life. man. That was like, that was dangerous. <laughs> like, Why were you yeah, going through yeah. wild elephant territory? Just like for fun or you had to go dude, through there? No, we, well, to get to where we wanted to go, we did. And then so we, we were going to this town called Sagiria and, and that town's even, or no, it was when we were heading to the coast actually. We, we had come from Sagiria. But when we were in Sagiria, there's a national park that runs through the city. Or, like, not the city, but, like, a, a road that you use to get to the city. And we took a – there was, like, an event there. And, and we were staying, like, 20 minutes away, and we didn't want to drive our cars at night. So we took a shuttle. And on the way back, this road, a ginormous elephant was on this tiny road. 
and usually you flash its brights at it and it moves out of the room. Our driver flashed its brights, and the elephant turns towards us and starts swaying its trunk back and forth and walking towards us, so we had to go a longer way. Yeah, they don't play over there, for they sure. They do not fuck around. They're like, fuck around and find out, buddy. So, like, oh, they sure. like, but they, like, tame some of the elephants, right? So, did, like, did, did you ever learn the process of how they, like, go about getting those wild, wild elephants and domesticating them? Because they have, like, some... Uh, no, I mean, you definitely can domesticate elephants, but there just are yeah. wild elephants. Yeah, it's not even like... that hard, necessarily. The reason people don't do it is it's, like, obviously super expensive and, like... There's not much practical purpose, and they take forever yeah, like, to give birth. So it yeah, just might as well use like a donkey or something. I don't know. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. that was that. And then yeah, since then I've been in Madrid, started classes. I'm taking two at a place called the Institute, where a handful of different colleges take classes, including BU. I haven't gotten the chance to talk to any of the BU kids, but if I did, I'll probably be nerds like Yanni. You might meet a guy from my fraternity who, like last minute, I think decided to do a program mm-hmm. in Madrid. So. Is there NYU people there too? I want to say yes. I don't know all the schools. I just know BU is notable and then MIT is there. Oh, yeah. Interesting. We're notable. Um, Notable because, yeah, yeah. Um, And I'm also taking two classes at a university that's kind of far called Carlos Tracera. And yeah, it's been fun. It's a fun city I've been exploring, been working on my Spanish. And living with a host mom, she's amazing. She cooks me amazing food. It's actually crazy. I feel like a child. Again. So basically the way it works is I'm paying rent, basically. But she's supposed to provide me with three meals a day. And so she makes me, like, packed lunches. She makes me sandwiches to go. And, you know, morning I make myself breakfast, and then she makes me dinner. I mean, it's and, – and she does my laundry for me, I, I, which I haven't had someone do my laundry in five years. It's since, maybe since six. high school. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's definitely a change up. Um, but she, but she's honestly great. Um, other people have way worse those family situations. This one guy I know, or these two guys are living together. They're living with a firefighter, or sorry, a guy who wants to be a firefighter. So he spends all his time studying. Because apparently, have to take a really hard test. Um, so he doesn't have a job. So he pays for living by paying or by getting paid to have these two kids there. He gives them like nothing. He like barely feeds them, was upset that he had to give them towels. I mean, it's, but yeah, I got lucky and my host mom is, it's pretty amazing. And uh, yeah. Outside, they just like find random citizens and they pay them to like provide for you guys. <laughs> like, yeah. And it, well, it's also a cultural, it's also a cultural experience, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. That's it's really cool yeah. that they like immerse you like that. No, yeah, awesome. mine mine is great. Um, we have good talks. One morning I was hungover. She gave me uh she gave me some ibuprofen and told me to rest and made some tea. Well, do you speak a lot of Spanish with her? Like you practice? I do practice. I will say her job is a translator, so she does speak English. So when I'm like lazy, I'll be like, "Hey, Maria," but Can yeah, I, I, I try my best. <laughs> no, yeah, but wow. she's great. Um, and yeah, my program's great too. A lot of great people on it. It's a big program. So like 30 kids, but, and very few guys, but the guys who are on it are great. Been spending time with them. In Good fact, I went, to, hey, no. I went to Barcelona. I went to Barcelona last weekend. It's like a pretty large group. And tonight, actually, as soon as this podcast ends, I'm going to head to the airport to, uh, Portugal. I'm going to Porto this weekend where famous port wine is made. And we're just going to we're just gonna fuck around, eh? Get wine drunk. Hell yeah. 
What was I going to say? Yeah, no, one of my friends here on the LA program is from Portugal, but she's not from like, are you going to like Lisbon? I'm assuming. That area? Um, no, no, we're going to Porto. Porto's the other big city. It's in the North. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's in the South, she's South of the Portugal. Well, yeah, that, that, that would be where Lisbon is. And, and I may go there at some point. Um, for now, you know, we got cheap flights and, and a dream. That's all you need. That's a dub, man. Yeah. So lots of exciting stuff going on. I'm actually going to be visiting uh, Daniel in Arizona soon as well. So we got some fun upcoming trips. That's crazy. Uh, maybe, Wait, when? Uh, I think February like 9th through the 11th. There's like a, a golf tournament there. And Daniel's like, yeah, it's a good excuse to just party. I'm like, bet. <laughs> That's sick. Guys, Daniel's a go. All right. Well, yeah, man. Um, yeah. You know, good to be back. At fans, we're going to start being back way more consistently. And before we go, we have a new game. Oh, yeah. So essentially, the game is simple. Yoni and I have both thought of a character, a person. It be a character person. It just has to be a real-life person we both know. And first one to guess what the other person's thinking will win. Uh, Yoni, I say we both start off with something on the easier end for, yeah. for first. All right. You, do you have your character? I have. It can be. Or person. And can it be like real or fake or just real? Yes, yes, real or okay. fake. Okay, I have my person. I do too. You want to go ahead? You can. You can start it off. And it's like yes or no's, right? Yeah. Are they a real person? No. Is yours a real person? Yes. Okay. Is your person a superhero? No. Is your person an actor? No. Is your person a cartoon animated character? Yes. Oh, shit. Is your person an athlete? No. Oh, that's not Is good. Is your person... Okay, anime. There's so many animation shows. Fuck. <laughs> Is your character in a Cartoon Network show, specifically? No. Is your person famous? Yes. <laughs> um, it's looking bad. I'm not, I'm not looking like I don't even know what there is besides an athlete and an actor. <laughs> oh, I have another guess. All right, go ahead. Um... <laughs> it's anime but it's not a superhero and it's not on Cartoon Network I don't think I know is your character on Nickelodeon no is your character a singer no what? <laughs> okay <laughs> it... hopefully you don't think my character is too hard but I don't think it is because like uh, okay I'm not gonna give it I don't think it should be that hard um it's an animated character, but not on Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network. What the f... <laughs> is your character on Disney Channel? Any of the Disney channels? No. No. Is your character um, a politician? No. <laughs> okay. What else could you be famous for? I, I'm running out of ideas. Is your... Um, is your character from The Simpsons? No. Is your character person 
Is your person some kind of artist? I would not, no, definitely not an artist. <laughs> Is your character <laughs> from Family Guy? Yes. All right, Let's it's looking go. real bad. It's looking real bad now. Um, dude, you got me stumped. Is your character it's non artist, non athlete, not a politician? I didn't even know you could be famous for anything else. Is your character a content creator? No. <laughs> is your character like a Peter Griffin? It is. Can I get one rebuttal? Yeah, one rebuttal. Is your character. I don't even. I have no clue. Because <laughs> it's been. Who no he art. could be. It's a real person, not politician, not an artist, not. I don't know. I have no clue. Who Who is it? It's it's Oppenheimer, man. Robert Oppenheimer. Oh. <laughs> you gotta ask like historical figure, scientist. Well, you know what? Lesson learned, guys. Next War. time I'm, I'm bringing I'm bringing the heat. I thought I'd go easy for Yoni for his first one. His well, there was just forever. a super popular movie. Oppenheimer <laughs> is like a, a nominated for like thirteen Oscars. That's <laughs> super relevant. <laughs> I should have um, said, is he in a movie? Damn. Yeah. The reason I didn't say, I mean, like, he was involved in politics, but he wasn't a politician because he was like, no, you're have right. you seen the you're movie? Right. Yeah, it's great. Great movie. Anyways, yeah, Peter Griffin. I can't even do an accent. Anyways, guys, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok for the funniest clips on each and every episode. Uh, subscribe to us on Patreon. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys later. Manny, enjoy Portugal, my friend. And uh, thank we'll you. Go. We'll talk soon. Bye bye. Right.